0: Back to the Dora Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. I just want to give you a heads up, boys. CD Lamb is a wide receiver. One, welcome back, uh, Frankie, Delhi. No AJ tonight, but you know, say what's up to the people, man. It's gonna be a good show. What up, everybody? Welcome back. Appreciate everybody
1: tuning in. Appreciate all the views. Appreciate everybody coming back and seeing us for your fantasy football advice. Let's get it.
0: Glad to
2: serve the people, baby. We're here
0: for y'all. Um, uh, Thursday night ticker. Just take a look. Uh, Ryan is the only undefeated team left on the Thursday night tracker. Oh, that Andrew uh, killed me. Yeah, it was and it was a close game going to the fourth quarter. So, <clears throat> but I I didn't think the Miami pick was bad. Um, I, obviously nobody expected two of to to have that happen, but have another um, concussion. We want to.
2: Yeah, Cincinnati was more of like a they had to come back to earth. Eventually type of game. So it's like, okay, why not do it against the undefeated Dolphins?
0: Creep back towards average. The yeah. last thing I the one thing I noticed though, rolling coverage towards Jamar Chase, like literally left him no space to operate for most of the game. So you leave T. Higgins wide on one on one on the outside, burns Xavier to sixty. Give him his props, boys. Give him his I mean, props. What are you supposed to do? You're not going to leave T. Higgins, or you're not going to leave Jamar Chase one on one.
1: He's better no, than T. Higgins. You're not, but, like, <laughs> you,
0: you got to figure something out with this team. Like, dude, T. Higgins is nasty. Like, he deserves all the props. He's 6'4,
1: oh. 250. <laughs>
0: He's a big boy. Big boy.
2: <laughs> yeah. She runs like oh, a. Well, Dude, it's like it doesn't him? help. It's kind of like he has Jamar Chase on the other side of him. So it's like normally that somebody it would be probably a wide receiver one in any other team is getting like QB2 being single Thank team at the time. So it's tough to, yeah.
0: Did you see him high point that ball in the Jets game? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was ridiculous.
0: Anyway, um, we're going into week five, boys. Uh, a lot of teams at this point are. Probably one and three or zero oh and four. Uh, there's a lot of panic in the community, I'm sure. Uh, so there's a lot of panic button players that are standing out, especially, especially in some skill position positions. Um, I want to jump right into it. I'm going to be honest, and I know you're not going to like this, but and I don't think it's all on him. I think it's a lot of play calling. You know, a lot of things with the play calling, a lot of usage. That I just don't like. I'm ready to talk about Kyle Pitts, boys. Got to start with Kyle Pitts. Um, best, game of the about it. best game, best game on the year is five for 87. That's the only game that he's scored or double-digit fantasy points. Uh, like a last week, 18. Last week was what one, or one tight end of 18. Was yeah. one catch for four? You know, four targets, one catch for 25 yards. Uh, I mean you're you watch every Falcon's game. Sometimes I get highlights and things like that. I don't I don't I don't get to sit down and watch every Falcons game so you can elaborate on this. Dude, are you panicking on pits? Are you scared? Is it the talent? Is it pits or is it just the play calling?
1: No, that's definitely the play calling. I mean, I'm if you're asking me if I'm panicking from a dynasty aspect, I would say no. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be fine from a dynasty aspect. Tight ends one of those positions that even the best tight ends usually take two to three years to actually break into the league and be the best tight ends. Um, Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature, so I don't really think that's the problem is the acclimation to the league. You saw last week or the week before last that if you throw him the ball, he's going to catch the ball. He high points it better than just about anybody in the league. He's already six six. Uh, he's basically built like LeBron was coming out of high school. Like it, it's crazy, but I'm very concerned with the way Arthur Smith is play calling. Um, He seems to basically have this Kyle Shanahan pettiness to him where Marcus Mariota threw a pick last week and he decided to run 14 straight run plays just to prove a point. I mean, and it ended up, in a scoring drive so people are like oh it was a successful successful thing that happened but it's just kind of like you spent your last two first round picks on pass catchers and you're going to come out here and you're going to run the ball 14 times with tyler algier and fucking brian huntley or caleb huntley excuse me for forgetting the kid's name but like i just i can't understand how you can make play calls like that and justify it as oh kyle pitts is not performing up to Kyle Pitts standards like you run the ball 14 times I don't really know what else you want to do about that like that's a play calling thing Kyle Pitts can't catch passes passes aren't and being a fucking throw like we only completed seven passes in the whole game so I don't know I'm not overly concerned with Kyle Pitts per se but I am a little bit concerned with Arthur Smith as a play caller and that's not going to change so I mean you can do with that what you want but I'm not panic selling Kyle Pitts so uh, if you're in a redraft setting or you're in a competing setting and you're started out 0-4 or 1-3 because you spent so much on Kyle Pitts, you got bad news for you. You're probably not bouncing back from that because you're not going to make a trade most likely to get Kyle Pitts off your roster for any value. So that does suck, but I don't, I'm not worried about him moving forward. I'm not, I have him on most of my rosters, and I'm still in playoff contention after the first few weeks. I'm not 1-3 or 0-4 in those leagues, so I'm not panicking.
2: Yeah, Uh, outside looking in for me, I don't know many leagues, so like I don't really have to have the headache of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, seems to me like they've already kind of put him in that two role outside of Drake London, which is a little bit concerning. I mean, you've seen Drake London featured in most games, but. Frankie's kind of touched on. I mean, the talent's there, man. I mean, he's a freak athlete. I mean, that doesn't just go away. You know what I mean? It's just like a matter of time before they figure it out. Um, but yeah, but seven. We said they only completed seven passes all game. Like the whole game, they only completed seven. How can that be on pitch? But at (laughs) the same time, it is a slow start. And if you're spending a top end, like round one, two pick on him, three even. Yeah. It's you're you're hurting right now, big time. And like, like Frankie already said, you can't move him right now. You're not gonna sell Pitts. I mean, what are you going right now, what are you gonna get for Pitts?
1: Unless you're getting a uh, like guaranteed top three to four draft pick in this upcoming draft class, I don't think you can move Kyle Pitts. Like if you're selling him to a team that's openly tanking and they're like, I just wanna get this valuable on my roster, and not have to worry about drafting them. Like my with my 2023 pick, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. Like,
0: okay, like fine, go ahead and make that move. But other than that, I'm I don't think you move off Kyle Pitts. So, what you paid for Pitts in a couple of leagues that we play in? Are you selling Pitts for a early 23 first? No, me personally, no. I'm just saying if I'm, but
1: I'm personally not. Again. I didn't start <laughs> one and three or zero oh and four in the league. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so my roster construction's a little bit different, mostly because the one league I have him in, I've had him for since he was a rookie, so I didn't have to pay as premium. A price. I mean, I did pay a premium price, but it basically turned my team into a rebuild. Um, and then in the other leagues I have him in, I didn't have to pay as much for him. I, I think <laughs> I've spent a third round pick on him in most cases because it was mostly redraft formats, but. I, I'm not moving off pits for a first personally, but that's because of the way my roster is constructed. So, um, again, if you could get an early 2023 first,
0: I think you should go ahead and pull that trigger. But I also don't think you should panic trade in week five. Yeah. And, I mean, like you said, Mariota seven completed passes. It It's hard for anybody to dominate a game right. with seven completed passes. Um, right. And I think Arthur Smith, like, he watches TV. He's like, yeah. ESPN fantasy football. Kyle Pitts, fourth ranked tight end this week. Don't
1: get, please don't get me started on Arthur Smith. I can literally <laughs> take the rest of this podcast about talking about that entitled motherfucker. Like, get this FedEx Fed motherfucker off of our field, please. Like, I just, I cannot stand him. Hey, you guys are four zero against the spread to start the year, though. That, what does that do for anybody? <laughs>
2: that's money in the bank baby that's money in the bank (laughs) i don't bet on the falcons
1: that's just a rule i have on principle like no thank you do you realize how many leads we blow that is just asking to lose money no thank you
0: hey you beat you beat cleveland nick chubb had 120 on the ground and a touchdown i mean back home in georgia too back home that stadium seems like it's a lot of fun but you know ever stop talking about the Falcons? they open the roof they open the roof um yeah, that's, that's my ladies, baby. That's my uh that's my big concern right now. But I also want to throw another name out there to you because he Oh,
2: hold on. Get your wait your turn, buddy. Hey, all right, my, phone, my, phone, my easy, phone. bro. Like we don't come prepared for a podcast or something. <laughs> Shit.
1: Go ahead, Delhi. Anyway. On, bro.
2: Uh so actually a guy I'm a big fan of, and I hate to put him on this list as far as like panic button guys go, but DJ Moore is uh just not doing it. Just not, not doing it for me. um I, I'm burned on him in a couple of weeks because he's my wide receiver two and one of them when I have like stacked running backs and then wide receiver three in another. And that's just killing me every week. um I'll, He hasn't put up more than 50 yards this season. The targets are there. It's just like if Baker Mayfield stays the quarterback and they keep going with this, like what are we going to look at for end of the season stats for DJ Moore? Bro, I I especially on top of it being like he's not really a touchdown guy either, who normally depends on his catches and yards. Like it's it's tough for him to, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he's not gonna like overcompensate for the lack of yards and catches with touchdowns because he's not normally a. Person who scores
2: a lot of touchdowns, right. so it's not yes, a reliable four thing. Times guys. each of his first yeah. three years, so it's yeah, just... and he's
1: already got one. So you're basically getting three more touchdowns out of him for the rest of the year. So no he can definitely
2: good. push over four. I've been saying all he needs is that hump over the just that just times, get over that how many hump. hump will go over
0: four touchdowns with the Browns. You with the Browns. I thought you okay. Never mind. Sorry, but that's also a big zero there, Chief. I'm saying Baker is a wide receiver one. Killer. Murderer. But we talked about DJ Moore a lot today. And like for one, I was telling you about this, his yards per catch, yards per target has dropped drastically. For him to be a wide receiver too last year, he needed 163 targets from Sam Darnold. Um, and he was averaging almost 10 a game. This year he comes in averaging about seven and a half, seven, seven and a half. So, so a drastic fall-off in production as well over a 17-game stretch. On top of that, this dude, out of 73 qualified wide receivers, ranks 67th in catchable targets. That's awful. Yeah, that's,
2: that's not that's mm.
0: awful.
2: I mean, I'm not saying it's not Baker's fault or anything. It's just like it's tough to see, you know. Like, this is going to be a week-in, week-out thing. This is not something that's going to like right.
1: Which right. is going to flip? It's not going to change. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. But we also we also talked about DK Metcalf as a as a guy that we were scared, of, you know, scared of going into the year because of Geno Smith. Um, if you can get DJ Moore for a solid price, like a person that's panicking for DJ Moore and get a, a decent price for it, I think the Who's talent paying
1: a good price for DJ Moore right now.
0: I have you DJ Moore in four leagues, and I can't sell him. Obviously, but I'm not pan- I'm not going to panic on talent. I always say talent rises to the top. I, I, there's no way the Carolina Panthers can go with Matt Rule any longer or Baker Mayfield. Like this is awful. It's atrocious. But I think DJ Moore will win in the end. I, I think talent always rises to the top. It's just
2: tough because he is he is locked in with the Panthers. So, like, unless he really demands a trade out here, which I don't even know if he has that much power yet, he's not going to go anywhere.
0: I mean, I, I get it. Man, I, I do. <laughs> I own DJ more in four leagues, not starting in any four of those leagues. I get it. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think Baker is short-term. I think Donald's short-term. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't think – I don't think uh, the long-term solution is coming for quarterback. I really do think so. I I mean, you have to hold DJ Moore. You have to. Why? Why? Because, like I said, I just – I believe Talon will always rise to the top once he finds a QB that can accommodate and actually hit him in, in stride and actually get him the ball. He'll be okay. Yeah,
1: but I just –
0: I don't know. At some point we got to like give
1: up on people. (laughs) Like I'm kind of to that point with Terry McLaurin. I'm not hitting the panic button on Terry McLaurin, but I'm kind of just to the point of accepting that Terry McLaurin is what he is. And he's going to be where he's going to be. He's just going to be in that wide receiver two range for the rest of his career. I mean, that's just where DJ Moore is going to be. Like he's, the four touchdown thing seems to be sticky. So, I mean, why why project more? I'm not saying I think he can't score more. I'm just saying it seems to be a consistency with him. So, why even, why keep bothering with it? Just go ahead, take the L <laughs> say sure, sure, I was sure. wrong about DJ. Not you, Chalmers, just saying, like, you know, take the L Say I was wrong about DJ Moore being a wide receiver one and take it for what it is. I think he's got the talent, obviously, to be a wide receiver one, but I don't know. At some point, you just kind of, kind of got to give
2: yeah, up. Kind of drop him in the bin. Say, yeah, oh, hey, I was wrong. Keep it pushing. Some cost, Yeah.
0: I think though that DJ Moore has always been a wide receiver too, and I think it comes to the fact that when you have four straight years of 1100, anywhere from 78 to I think it was he had 87 catches. Like you know, those are that's solid PPR floor numbers, but sure. four touchdowns. For you to push to that wide receiver one range, you need eight-plus scores. You right, need... but that's kind of what everybody was projecting for DJ Moore. And now it kind of looks like even if he gets those eight
1: scores, he's not going to have the yards and the catches right. to go with it. So it's kind awesome. of just like, what are you holding on for? Even if those touchdowns start to come, if they come in two and three catch games and he's getting you, I don't know, 14 or 15 points like he has been, then uh, is, is it worth the investment still to just keep holding on to this guy until his value's just basement level?
0: Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think you've
1: got to you. sell while you still have a little bit of value.
0: Right, and I agree with you, but it, it comes down to, like, me and you both have discussed that wide receiver twos are important on your roster as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, especially when you're starting three wide receivers and two flexes in, a, in any kind of, in most leagues now. Um, I guess my question is... <clears throat> You're not letting DJ Moore go for a second round pick. You're not. You, you know what no. I mean? No. So, you're, and you're no. not going to get a first round pick from anybody. No. You, but you really, can get
1: a better, you could get like a, try to trade him for one of these rookie wide receivers. Like, if you can move him for like Olave or something, I think that's a come up. Like, I'm, for dynasty
2: purposes. Oh, yeah. If if you can move him for Olave, holy shit. Or Jameson.
1: Like, Jameson hasn't played yet. So if you can get him from a guy who stashed Jameson on his roster and is competing and is like, hey, I want to, you know, just try to take one more chance on a wide receiver who's actually playing, like, Jameson is a come up. I think Olave is a come up. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, I don't think at this point you're getting that Value, but or Drake London. You're get, not
0: getting Drake London. <clears throat>
1: oh no, I I don't think you're getting. I don't think you were getting going Drake London after Lundin. like week two, though. So that's 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 what I'm saying. Like,
0: see, yeah. I can't like, see Olave. all those guys. I can't see Olave. Olave leads the league in air yards. They're finally getting. John, he's a he's going to be. A, I like Olave. Wide right
1: receivers guy. class is looking
0: really good. What George you know, like? Man. I've like John been in like, Olave. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe you get Burks. I, and I personally like Burks. You could definitely get Burks. Uh, you can sure. get
1: Burks, but I think then you're kind of
0: either treading water or downgrading, like depending on how you feel about Burks. Right. So, like, so I guess with Jameson, you know, I mean, are you throwing it at that question mark? You know what I mean? Oh, if you can get Jameson
1: Williams for him, just pull that fucking trigger right now.
0: I think Jameson is
1: going to be special when he comes in. So, I think and he was I, the I best like wide him. receiver in this class. If he, I think he goes to the Falcons <laughs> if he doesn't. Tears ACL in the national championship game. Literally, I think if that injury happens six weeks earlier, he's the
0: number one wide receiver off the board. I and uh, here's didn't
1: play for a year, and he was the number one wide receiver off the board.
0: Here's another name. I don't think people would trade D, would trade George Pickens for DJ Moore right now. I wouldn't do that if I had DJ Moore. I wouldn't want George Pickens for DJ Moore. I think I think Pickens is going to establish himself. I like the Kenny Pickett to Pickens um, connection I saw. I'm just saying, if you're betting on talent, I think DJ Moore and Kenny Pick,
1: or sorry, not Kenny Pickett, but uh, George Pickens have like close level talent.
0: I think Pickens is going to be a stud, dude. I
1: also, can we just get this off the board real quick? I hate the fact that Pickens and Pickett have names that are that close. I'm going to fuck that up for the rest of time <laughs> if they're any good for any amount of time. <laughs>
2: God, that's pick it, pick it and yeah, pick that's it. Pick it pick. terrible. Pickens and pickens. Pickens and picket. Picket to pickens.
0: Pickens the picket. It. It. <laughs>
2: anyway, Frankie, you got pick anybody pick that you're uh, oh, panicking on? I. Oh,
1: Deli. Deli, Deli, Deli. I appreciate you asking me, buddy, because last week there was a gentleman who I wanted to mention who I didn't get a chance to mention. So this week, Ooh. I'm going to mention him in passing by so mentioning somebody that I am super panicking on. Travis Etienne. I did not have a single share of this man in any league because I was a firm believer that as soon as James Robinson came back, this man was going to lose his job. Not necessarily full, like not necessarily lose his job, just all the way. But his value was going to tank. And Travis Etienne right now is the running back. I'm sorry, does that say week four? He finished as the running back 63 in week four. So uh, I, I, let me pull up the full season and see where his, my man's at. Uh, I lost it. I'm sorry. It didn't. It didn't track him. I, I lost Travis Etienne in the rankings there because it's just not high enough. That's why I'm panicking on Travis Etienne. His value or his volume is just gone. I think he's getting running like
2: back six... running back forty on
1: the season. On the season, running back forty. Yeah, you yeah. drafted Travis Etienne to be an RB two basically this year with RB one upside. Um, he's getting maybe six carries a game at most. And then the thing that was supposed to just buoy him was the passing work. And that's just gone. Like, he's not – and they're not throwing the ball to the running backs, period, really, but he's got four targets, three targets, three targets, and one target. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you cannot hold on to Travis Etienne. Honestly, I don't know what you're going to get for Travis Etienne at this point coming off of a, a completely lost year with an injury and then losing all of the work to a guy who tore his Achilles, which is supposed to literally be a career killer. So I, I am 100% panicking on, panicking on Travis Etienne. And with that, I just want to say, I told you guys so about James Robinson or Chalmers and AJ. AJ's not here to defend himself. But I said it to his face already, so I can say it here.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yes, 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 yes. I was big on Travis Etienne going into the season, uh, for a lot of reasons too. Um, I mean, you know, what I mean, his college work was exceptional. He was an explosive athlete. I mean, and I and I thought the Achilles injury. You know, what I mean, and I and I gave my sorries to James Robinson. Usually, an Achilles injury is a uh, is a red flag for any running back. I mean, we can. That can that can, stood up to the test of time and and by that. the
1: way, James Robinson, currently the
0: RB thirteen. Shout out to James Robinson, bro.
2: After a two point game.
0: If you could come on yeah. the podcast, if you could come on the podcast and tell me how you did it, I'd love to know. Because that whatever you did, these other running backs need to do it. <laughs> yeah, call but, Cam Akers and tell him how you did this. Yeah, please. Anyway, um, but I only and I only acquired ETN in one dynasty league and one redraft league. Um, it was, it was somebody, yeah, I mean, it was somebody that, you know, I thought was a for sure hit. We all miss. We can leave it up to that.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, ETN does not look good. We can, we call a spade a spade. We can leave it there. Uh and I'm willing to admit I was wrong. You got me, buddy. <laughs> you got me for sure. I have no problem. Tell really
1: how you feel about your boy I, not
0: I jumped on the ETN train,
2: uh, main for a little bit, you know. I was like on and off. I did trade for him in one league where I was a little bit worried about James Robinson, but I have him still in my roster, so it's still paying out just fine. Uh, I did have to give up a little bit more than I'd like to expect, but it's tough to bet against or Achilles. You know what I mean? Like nobody's ever really right. came back from it, so it's like who would have thought that James Robinson, you know, undrafted guy, uh. Kind of like once they dropped the ETM, everybody kind of assumed he was going to get phased out. Um,
0: it wasn't- so it's, kind
2: of, it's hard to do all that and be like, okay, James Robinson is still going to be that guy. Like, I'm a big James Robinson person. I, I picked him up in the waivers. He took me all the way to the championship. I lost in it, but he still took me there. Um, So him getting Terrence Achilles hurt me a little bit, and I was just... You know, I would just more like a reaction play. Okay, I lose James Robinson to Achilles. I go get ETN. I'm probably fine, but it didn't pan out.
1: No, and to be fair, what I was saying about James Robinson was more like when he comes back, he's going to get volume. Not that he's going to like. I didn't expect it to be like this. To be 100% yeah. fair, like I didn't expect James Robinson to come back and just eat all of the carries in the backfield, and which just I guess keeps ETN off the field to not catch passes i don't really know how that works out like if i don't know how et is not getting the passing down volume is basically why i'm hitting the panic button because i mean yeah james robinson's getting a lot of the running work but he's not eating into the passing ball he didn't have a catch or a target last week and yeah. ETN still only had one catch like i did I don't play know how you did can... you
2: play a very messy game today oh yeah that's fair they yeah. played it's in, a,
0: in yeah. the, top of the storm but and Trevor Lawrence had five turnovers, so they weren't on the field a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but they scored 14 points early in that game. Like they had two very six, successful six. drives one early was a in the six.
1: How do you say that's whatever? They still had two very successful drives at the beginning of the game. Trevor Lawrence had two no, Trevor Lawrence threw two touchdowns in that
0: game. Yeah, one in the first quarter. Like I said, the first drive was a pick six off Hertz. Then one of Jamal Agnew, and then the last one was in the fourth quarter. Okay, okay.
1: Well, forgive me. They had two successful drives, and James Robinson had one catch still. Like, I, oh, yeah, for sure. Say what you want, but James Robinson, if you have two scoring drives in the NFL and you're a good fantasy football produ- producer, you produce on the scoring
2: drives, basically, is hey, how you get your value.
0: Kenny Pickett had two scoring drives. <laughs>
2: The sad part is is like a lot of people were like in on ETN for like the reasons you can look at and be like, Okay, Trevor Lawrence checked the down the ball most than the other quarterback in the league last year. ETN is a pass catching back, like so much stuff lines up for him to be a fantasy star, it's just they Even like, Peterson,
1: Peterson loves throwing the ball to the back out of the backfield like that. Yeah. All lined up for ETN. I'm I yeah. I agreed with all that in the offseason. I just I don't. It's why I'm hitting the panic button because I don't. Yeah, know it's why. for
2: sure a panic button. And like that one lead I'm starting and I've been starting Robinson and ETN every week, but one. Uh, just because I'm assuming like eventually ETN is going to be the one to take over. But now I'm just I'm just <laughs> starting James Robinson.
0: Yeah, to that point. <laughs> Miles, yeah, Miles Sanders had his best season under Doug Peterson. So I mean, Miles, yeah, I mean, until this year. Oh yeah, yeah, Miles yeah, Sanders
1: yeah. is cooking now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, let's let him play it out. But yeah, his his Doug Peterson years were very solid. And the one thing, the last thing about Robinson that got me was this wasn't even the coaching regime that, you know, what I mean that wanted him. Right. In right. That's yeah. but that's they had no loyalty to James Robinson at all. Right. And,
2: that's what I was saying. I'm drafted for agent. Like there's no real commitment to him, but yet they look at him. They're like, shit, that's that guy.
0: He's him. <laughs> this was Chris Carson to Rashad Penny. This is exactly what he reminds me of, bro. And it makes me sick, <laughs> but Hey, um, I have more. I mean, I have plenty. If you want to keep going with it. Uh, rapid fire, I mean, we're already,
2: We're already running. All right, I I'm gotta wrap. Fire Thirty minute
0: mark. Drafted as tight end five, Darren Waller. This
2: isn't rapid fire. You're
1: going too deep. Rapid fire. Name names. Darren Waller. Panic okay. button for sure.
2: Yep. Uh, Deontay Johnson.
1: De- yes, panic button for sure. I do not like K. Pickett.
0: Kyler Murray.
2: Mm, no,
1: not a panic button yet. He ah, is six.
0: Almost. He all is six. But I will say about Kyler Murray. Every game is ugly. Every Russell Wilson game is ugly.
1: Panic button for Russell Wilson, I would say I would say my hand was about to smash it and then he had that game, so I'd say my hand is like I got a finger over the panic button. I don't got my, my hand memory. over the panic button yeah.
0: No, not worried about not worried about Russ. Not worried about Russ? Okay. Even with Javante going and that offensive
1: line not being very good? Broncos country, let's ride. All right, cool. Let's go. Rapid fire. Anybody got any more? I'm ready to roll.
0: Any more, Delhi? That's
2: so all I got. You already named what I had left. The only one I had left was...
0: Oh, I got one. Winston. Big one. His ADP is drastically was higher than most. Gabe Davis. <laughs> yeah,
2: panic button. I, I was never on the Gabe Davis train, so uh, exactly. it's, That's why I can't say anything. <laughs> I have nothing to say about Gabe Davis. Can we just move on? Me yep. too. Hey. Oh my last hey.
0: button, Terry McLaurin. Panic. And I own I'm, Terry a lot of I've league. been panicking on Terry McLaurin. That's not wide true.
1: receiver forty one currently, so
0: yeah, not great. Panic. <clears throat> Absolutely. And my last one, AA Ron, Aaron Rodgers. No. Yes, because they don't have anybody to throw the ball to
1: still. <laughs> sign yeah. Odell Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and, and Aaron Rodgers did say that the way they're winning games is not sustainable. He did yeah. he did come out because of it. He has nobody
1: to throw the ball to. They're scoring twelve points a game. Like it's fucking silly. Sign Odell.
0: When will Odell be ready to play?
1: Doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> it doesn't all matter. All you
1: gotta do is make all you gotta do is make the playoffs. Just sign Odell. Odell will be there. You'll have a good wide receiver. I'm not saying Odell's great.
0: I've never been the Odell guy, but, like, they need to do fucking something. Diamonds in the rough, boys. Let's do it. Brian, you started off. Diamonds in the rough.
2: Oh, me? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I get to gloat a little bit. Um, <laughs> A guy that, like, I've been on ever since he got signed for their fucking mega deal, uh Christian Kirk, who is going in like the eighth ninth round uh I think if you hit on Christian Kirk in the draft you're doing pretty good right now you're you've won some games uh especially given he's probably on your bench when you drafted it or at least in your second flex so like these are guys who are supposed to put up like eleven points if they 're lucky he's dropped twenty plus twice um he's definitely that guy. At least in Jacksonville. Like, does he deserve the money? Probably not. But put money aside and be looking strictly at fantasy. Somebody was going to be the guy in Jacksonville. Um, give me Cushion Kirk over everybody else. It was kind of obvious for me. I'm just glad that it's paid off so far. Even in a tough weather game where they didn't get a lot done, uh, he still caught a long ball. It looked pretty decent in the fucking terrible
0: weather. Fair enough. Fair enough. You want me to throw mine out there? Yeah. Hollywood, baby. Let's (laughs) talk about it. Hollywood.
1: Throw it out there.
0: Round. Ladies and gentlemen, whole draft season. You could get him in the seventh round. Hype came up, got him in the sixth. You know, probably felt you know mid-six. Wide receiver six, number eighteen overall on the leaderboards. 42 consecutive targets without a drop. So, fuck the Lions game in 2021. This dude is a beast. Absolute beast. You guys, I don't care what you say. Beast. Beast.
1: So, I just want to say that I've clearly always been a Hollywood Brown fan. I don't know what anybody else, anything else that you hear from anybody else is a lie and slander. And I refute it wholly. Hollywood Brown is one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. I'm kidding. I've never been on the Hollywood Brown train since his year two. I love that man. And then he burned me year two. I think he finished as a wide receiver like three or something. Um, But he looked great with Kyler Murray. Uh, The targets are going bananas. I do still think that those are going to fall all the way off a cliff when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I made that point last week, and I'm going to stick by it. Uh, I still think if you can sell Hollywood for a guy like Diggs or something like that, obviously I think you should do that. Like Jamar Chase, if somebody's panicking about him, pull that trigger, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, see, Chalmers, see what I'm saying? Go ahead. If you watch this, if you're watching this, go ahead and text your friend that has Jamar Chase and see if he will take – for Hollywood Brown.
0: We um, are talking about redraft, right? Correct? We're not talking about
1: this We're a dynasty podcast. Why would I be talking about redraft? I'm talking (laughs) about Hollywood Brown and
0: Jamar Chase. AJ, if you're watching this, will you trade me Jamar (laughs)
2: Chase for Hollywood (laughs) Brown? Holy shit.
1: People are panicking. I, I have gotten... I almost traded for Jamar Chase in a couple of leagues because people are panicking on Jamar Chase. I'm not panicking on Jamar Chase. That's why none of us mentioned him in the panic section. But I think Hollywood Brown is having a great season so far. The targets are bonkers. Those are going to fall off a cliff. And then I believe his production will fall off a cliff. Go ahead, Nelly, get off.
2: Fucking hate Hollywood Brown. To <laughs> <laughs> put it bluntly. um, I've, always, I've never been on the Hollywood Brown. Even in college, I thought CD was the better receiver. So I've kind of been discrediting him his whole career. And it's worked out for me for three years of hate. And I was perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden, Kyler Murray wants to come in and literally only look his way. <laughs> to be
1: fair, they don't have anybody else.
2: Yeah, they have Rondo Moore, who every time they give him the ball, they lose four yards. It's like a fucking magic spell or something. They give him the ball, he loses four yards. They retry it again. Same fucking thing happens. It's sad.
1: To be fair, Cliff is not good at his job either.
2: Yeah, this is true. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, I think it's just the sheer, just massive target share he's getting. Uh, the only other weird weapon they have there is Zach Ertz. And Zach even Ertz. He's, he's getting peppered. There's nobody on the back who they can catch passes. So it's like... They already had that connection from college. So it's like, I see Hollywood. I'm going to throw in the ball. If he catches it, he catches it. As long as he's open a little bit, I'm going to get it to him. And I do think the targets falter a little bit once Hop is back. I mean, Hop is older, but let's not just discredit him. He's still yeah. like a generational guy uh, yeah. in the league. So it's like how you – I think you kind of got to – like Frankie said, if you could sell him for any higher than what you paid for him or anything like that. Go for it before Hopkins right. gets back in week seven. Six, seven?
1: Uh, he's coming back week seven. He's just spending for six weeks. Yeah, Unless week they have seven. a bye week in there before, then it'll be whatever.
2: Yeah. So I think Hollywood Balls for six weeks, and then you sell him next week. This is the last week you can sell him, and then you kind of like miss your opportunity.
0: But... My last question is, why does the volume have to fall? Like, and I granted, I know 11, 12 targets a game is absurd. Like, I'm not putting in like, okay, I get, you know, Cooper Cup seeing, what, 14 targets a game? Like, okay, I get it. I'm not saying that. But why can't he have nine targets a game when Kyler Murray is averaging the most passing volume he's ever has in his career? Because the Cardinals are so bad. God. Yeah, they don't have – They're don't behind think in every that... game they play. Every game they play they're behind, which is a which is a positive passing script. It's a negative rushing which script. Which to me
1: That just means that eventually Kyler's going to get hurt. (laughs) Like, if he's having to scramble around out there.
2: Bro, don't wish injury upon (laughs) him. I'm not wishing it
1: upon him. I'm saying if he's got to scramble around back there all goddamn game and make magic happen just for them to try to win games, like, that's not a recipe for a long tenured career. I'm not, not. That's not me wishing injury. That's just how football has worked literally since they started playing it so i don't know i'm i like the way that hollywood has produced so far obviously if you have hollywood your team is probably in the top three in scoring in the league hopefully if not i don't know how you built your team because that's silly i mean it's been balling but i do still think you should sell hollywood
0: ride or die baby ride or die yeah, yeah. big, uh, big dog. So this
1: one is uh, it feels weird saying he's a diamond in the rough only because he kind of came up a little late in draft season but Damian Pierce um, started out a little slow this season had four points week one and eight points in week two uh, but back to back weeks he scored over 20. He's currently sitting as the RB 15. Um, I just think that the Houston team is for whatever reason, always trying to remain competitive. I mean, I think they're one of the worst teams in the league, but I think they're too young to know any better. So I think they just go out there and they keep playing their hearts out until the fucking whistle blows at the end of the game. Um, But Damian Pierce is a guy who uh, 15 carries in week two, 20 carries in week three, 14 carries last week. So basically since week one, when Rex Burkhead came in and for whatever reason, usurp the backfield i we still don't know what the hell happened there but it happened uh since then he's had more than 14 carries each week and in 14 carries being his low he had his highest rushing total of 131 yards granted he did have a 75 yard touchdown last week but hey fantasy numbers are fantasy numbers are fantasy numbers baby they don't matter how you get them as long as you got them that's how they count so 75 yard touchdown leading to a 131-yard day, I'll take it, baby. So Damian Pierce, a guy who he kind of started rising up draft boards there. you kind of had to draft him in like the fifth or sixth round uh, to be your RB2. Um, but if you were drafted in Dynasty Leagues earlier in the season, you can get Damian Pierce shit. You can get him in the third or fourth round in uh, rookie drafts, and you can yeah, – I don't even know what his ADP was in startups. It was probably 10th to 12th round if I had to make a guess, so. Uh yeah, Damian Pierce is a guy who, if you've got him, you should be rolling through the rest of the season.
0: I have one share of him. That's in that charity league I play, the Warrior Bowl, and he won me a week last week, him and Mike Evans for sure. Yeah, hey, you started him? Nice. I have to, bro. <laughs> Dobbins was hurt.
2: I had to start
0: it. Plus, I don't have any running backs. Montgomery was hurt as well. Also six targets last week. Six targets
1: for six catches. Only eight yards. So you know, I'm, not, I'm not here to. <laughs> what? But if you're in PPR, you what? know, six, six what? catches to six points. So. I
2: have six catches for eight six yards. Six catches That's for eight
1: yards. Screen passes, baby. I don't. I hate. Or, it. I would, I would have rather you
2: didn't have mentioned that. I like ruined <laughs> Can't even imagine him catching six passes for like. A yard. One okay, or two but.
1: Yards take those six catches away in PPR and he only has 21 points as opposed to 27 points. So again, say it. what you want about the, say what you want about how he got the numbers. The numbers are the numbers. They're still going to, they're still there. The Texans are too stupid to know that they need to lose not personally stupid, but you know, competitively stupid to want to lose game. So I'm riding with
0: Damian Pierce. Yeah. And Morning I, uh, boy. I almost Tried to panic sell him after Rex Burkett had a big week one. I was like, oh, I almost sh-. did too. I was like, oh, See, no. that's why you did. panic.
2: But just PSA, don't panic sell any of the stars. Well, I mean, Davis too is an exception here. But like, if yeah, you really believe a star, in a guy sure. and they're not doing anything, it's only four weeks into the season. Just, yeah, but it's one dude.
0: This league I own him in, it's one season, bro. Strict redraft. Let's get it. Who's, who's nah, the best? Cautionary
1: tale. I had Damian Pierce. Not cautionary tale. I still don't think it's still that bad of a trade. But cautionary tale, I had Damian Pierce. Big Damian Pierce fan. After his first two weeks, like I said, four points, eight points, I traded him for Mike, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints, who is one of my least favorite human beings in football and on my least favorite team in football. And now Michael Thomas is hurt. So don't panic trade. Even if it's a good deal, don't do it.
2: I actually don't think in retrospect if he got hurt that would be that bad of a trade. In your defense.
1: Oh no, I like I said, I'm agreeing. I think I gave up a draft pick with it. I think it was like a third round draft pick. Damian Pierce. I think it was like Damian Pearson, a third for Michael Thomas, if I'm remembering
0: yeah. correctly. Dude, Dustin's been trying to move him all, all season. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Bro, after the first after the first week he offered me Michael Thomas and a second for C D Lamb. <laughs>
1: Like, to be fair, I had Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, and J. K. Dobbins as my running backs and this is when before CPAT got hurt, so I was ready to roll with
0: CPAT and I got a Tay Algier, so I'm good. Fair enough. Is he a four week injury, you think, with CPAT? Uh I I don't know. I again I don't know what
1: Arthur Smith is wanting to do. Like I he doesn't strike me as somebody who's like, Oh, you're hurt. We're gonna let you sit this one out. Like he's he's seems like, Oh, can you play? Yeah, Coach, I might be able to play. All right, you're in. Like, go ahead, get out there. So, I I honestly don't know. I think it's more like a six-week injury, but,
2: um, yeah. Fair enough. So, in that time, do you think that – I mean, just not to, like, break too much into the waiver wire this week, but do you think Ty Algier would be a decent waiver wire pickup this week? Are we still holding out to see how that splits –
1: I think he should mother. probably hold out, but I think Algier is going to be the guy who gets the most opportunity just because he's a guy we drafted. We just brought Huntley in off the practice squad. So um, just a little bit more invested into Algier, but I think you probably want to wait to see how that one pans out. Just, again, with how finicky Arthur Smith is with his play calling. Uh, Huntley looked good, though. He had uh, – I don't know how many carries he had, but he had like 50 yards and a touchdown. So Yeah, it was, it was 10 carries for 51 yards. Yeah, ten carries, fifty-one yards in a touch, so over five yards a carry and a touchdown. I think that's pretty good, pretty good start. But Algier, I think, had like twelve carries and eighty yards. So Algier had ten
2: out. carries for eighty-three yards and yeah. a catch for twenty. So I mean, he was rolling. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had a really good, really good stat line still to to boost. So I think maybe watch how that one plays out. If right. if Arthur Smith's going to have fourteen play drives or fourteen play series of run plays, though. Fucking pick up both of them. <laughs> like, you, you're they're not going to keep the same running back on the field yeah. for 14 run plays. So they're both going to get carries.
0: Fair enough. Rapid fire, boys. I got a couple of diamonds in the rough. Jared Goff. Go. Shout out, Jared Goff. Jared Goff.
2: You got
1: Jared Gino Goff.
2: Smith. Gino.
1: Uh, Jared Goff, I'd say, yeah. Gino Zach sure. Ertz.
0: I told y'all yeah. Ertz was going to be a ball. No, what he, do you mean?
1: I'm still just no Cardinals, man. Get get me away from Cliff Kingsbury. I hate watching the Cardinals play football, bro. He's number
2: four tight end in fucking fantasy okay. football.
1: I don't. I don't want to watch them fucking play football. Fantasy football is supposed to be <laughs> fun. Watching the fucking Arizona Cardinals play football is not fun to me.
0: Okay, I. It's actually um, a fair point. <laughs> alan Robinson is phased out.
1: My boy Tyler. Oh, Allen Robinson is a fucking panic button. We don't even have to talk about him. My Sorry, why'd you mention that? Tyler Higby's playing solid. Tyler form. Higby's a hooper. Yeah, go ahead. Diamond in the rough for sure. He's carrying one of Delhi and I's fantasy teams that we're owning. Hey, we waited
2: position. for like the ninth, tenth round. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just drafted tight ends, baby. <laughs> we, drafted, <laughs> we, were like, we went Hunley. Or not Huntley, yeah. uh, Hunter Henry, <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Henry
1: Huntley and fucking Higby. <laughs> yeah,
0: Hunter Henry. the Triple
1: H's. <laughs>
0: um, you guys got any more? I'm just rapid firing off the top of my head.
2: Amonra, uh, hey, Amonra uh, still going late. He's yeah, like I the still going, going right now,
0: sixth to eighth round.
1: Like yeah, for a startup yeah. leagues. That was, and you know why? <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean,
2: it's hard. Yeah, I'm just. A a hater because like i, I was gonna say
1: me. i was a hater and
2: i right, but i had to own up to my shits though i mean it's hard to look at it and say okay he didn't have any targets until both of the star players got hurt and then all of a sudden he's getting targets it's like okay is that really repeatable i was a little cautious i was wrong it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> eh.
1: <laughs> i still think jameson is going to be special when he comes in so i don't know how that's going to work but he's got to get on the same same page as golf to begin with so I don't think it's going to be like Jameson comes in and just blows up but yeah. Yeah, I'm in rod definitely. I don't he, if you draft him in the 6th round you're living large.
2: I mean, we already kind of touched on James Robinson I'm just absolutely blowing out um and I think you that's probably
1: undrafted at him like or got yeah. him in like the fucking 12th like but after the 14th round for sure.
2: I saw him I saw him dropped after he tore his Achilles in multiple leagues.
0: Yeah. So. In dynasty leagues. <laughs> I do want to give one more, and he and it's not like extreme, but he's outperforming expectation drastically. Cleveland Browns supposed to have any solid pass catchers, but Amari Cooper, I think Amari Co- Cooper is yeah. definitely serviceable enough to where you can say, okay, I can't wait to see what he looks like when Watson gets back. I was, I, you know, what I mean, I like what Cooper's done so far. I don't think
1: this guy is a diamond in
0: the rough, but a guy
1: that so far, I don't think I've been. Right on. Since we've talked about a couple of guys that you guys have missed on, um, Mike Williams,
2: <laughs> he's
1: been uh, not great, but he's currently the wide receiver twenty, so he's wide receiver two. I think I thought Mike Williams is going to be a flex play at best. Um, so, just want to say mm-hmm. if you got Mike Williams as your wide receiver two, good pick.
0: I like, I like
2: three. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, he's my he's our wide receiver three in that work league. Me and AJ do. We got him behind AJ Brown, and you know Hollywood.
1: Well, so maybe he is a diamond in the rough. Then I don't know. I, I thought Mike Williams was going pretty early in some drafts, but oh, I I
0: oh the only he reason he's
2: in Water receiver Three is a team of own for a while, so he just okay,
0: yeah, he's just sitting there. Yeah, I've just got a stacked team. That's Last one, Ryan. Shout out to your motherfucking boy Saquon Barkley. Oh, um,
2: facts. I mean, we can't really say that because like. Yeah, you're nah. getting like, in the fourth, fifth round when he the injury scare was there, but like towards the season he was going second round. I know
1: that's how I felt about David Pierce, because like at the closest to the season, people were drafting that man in like the fourth and fifth yeah, round. Yeah,
2: Saquon's ADP like... came back to came back to what it was but, supposed but to depending
0: be. Depending on when you had Saquon, there are people that are that are showing screenshots having him like four, nine.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Four, nine, Bro, shout out to you. Saquon Bark
1: in the deck on daggone podcast league where you guys could have got him in like the end of the third or middle of the fourth round. That's where he went. You guys traded up for Trey Lance and you could have drafted
0: Saquon. Okay, guys. Let's not do this. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Saquon. It could be an
2: argument as long as time goes on because of these guys. Just, Mrs. Steven, I'd keep preaching to you that this whole trade up for picks and, and people. People. Uh, people yeah. are fucking here. Do not fucking trade up rapidly <laughs> in your startup drafts. It will bite you in the ass every Except time. Every
1: time. Every. I time. don't
2: care if it's worked out for you once and you got lucky. It's still not going to work the next time you do it. Thank Bro, you the thing thank about you, Daddy, if it, it works for you, that means you got super lucky. Yeah. Bro. And here's the thing. You're treading away your future for players Bro. now that have already proven themselves. Instead of waiting for later rounds when you can go in there and pluck guys out that are like, Tyler like, n- like work nothing. Like, all these guys we're talking about right now that are winning you leagues, you're drafting in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. You could literally just pick them, or you can gamble <laughs> on people like Terry McLaurin, who's never been a water sewer, two, three. You could bet on guys like an older. Like, I'm not trying to call you guys out, but like, like, moving up for vets in Dynasty while trading your future away in the same process is not a very good recipe for success.
0: You know, it didn't work out for me this time. But to be fair, I am very competitive in what I do. I stand by it. The only, I, the only thing I won't stand by and hey. that I messed up was I traded up to get Aaron Rodgers as my – Steven boss. is the
2: only person I know does this. Do not listen to this, man.
0: Bro, I, you know what I mean? Like I've had a very, oh. successful, very successful fantasy football career. I've had a very good start to my dynasty career. And I mean – I stand by it. Like I said, I messed. I messed up trading up for Aaron Rodgers. I get it. I and traded.
1: McLaurin. And Trey And Trey Lance. And Javante Williams. We didn't
0: trade up for Trey Lance. He literally no. really was our draft pick. They, they
1: didn't trade up for Trey Lance. They traded oh, up for. Okay. Dante. Not bad. They not I don't want to get too, into, get too into
0: this because we're not here. Yeah, to no, beat. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cool. cares about our hmm. fantasy football. Teams. It, it's, yeah, it's cool, guys. <laughs> you got you got this one. You you know what? Congratulations and ride the success. I I'm just you saying
2: you guys would have had a better team if you just wouldn't traded so much.
0: I hope you win this podcast. You, you guys,
2: win. you guys are smart fantasy players. I don't know why you don't just sit back. It's different if you're like sitting here, like, okay, Debo's falling to the back end of the third round. Maybe I should trade <laughs> up for him.
0: No, <laughs> it's like did. we did trade up to get Debo. <laughs> yeah, in one round. round, though. Second round, third, I would third imagine. Third round. The same round where you got sniped for AJ Brown. No, we traded
1: yes. Elijah Moore for AJ.
0: Yes, Brown. Yes, but you got sniped for AJ Brown because AJ Brown went the same because you because Delhi. Oh, the beginning he's...
2: of the third round, right? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying A- if A- you can get him back in third, it was mid third. It was
0: mid third round, bro. It was mid. Anyway, nobody
2: cares about our draft.
0: Yeah, but anyway,
2: like I'm saying, like it's don't trade up. Just, just go get high upside people. Do your research. Find receivers that have new quarterbacks in bad situations. Uh, running backs that may have had somebody else elect leave off the team. Like, Just try to find somebody. Don't like... And just do your homework. Yeah, Yeah. just do your homework. Find your players late. Not You'll saying be you
1: guys didn't do your homework, Chalmers. We're just telling other people to do your homework. If you let the board fall to you because you know about most of the players on the board, <clears throat> you're not going to trade up and you're not going to make panic picks. You're not going to sit there and be like, oh man, somebody sniped me two picks ago. What the hell am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to pick this player or, oh, damn, the player I like is sitting there five picks ahead of me. Let me go ahead and trade up for him. Well, maybe that guy will fall to you because you don't know what everybody else is going to do. And if he doesn't fall to you, you should have had a backup plan to begin with. This oh. is why <clears throat> just to get off of a tangent. So we're not talking about our own draft. This is why you should make tiers when you're drafting or ranking players. If you have a tier list, it makes drafting a lot easier because then if one person goes out of your tier, you still have a bunch of people in the same group, so you can be like, "Oh, I value this person in the same group as that person."
0: Makes this is it easier. Standard. you're attacking me and AJ, and I won't stand for it. Oh, whatever. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> Thursday night preview, boys. We got the uh, we got the old washed QB from Atlanta now in the Indianapolis Colts going against Broncos country. Um, you forgot former MVP Matt Ryan, so per se. Yeah, they had Matt Ryan higher on the uh, on the Hall of Fame honor than Big Ben. Yeah, kiss my ass. That was disrespectful. How many regular season MVPs he got? How many Super Bowl rings he got? None. Oh, good call. I answered my question. Where's yours? How many MVPs Ben win?
1: All right then, shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. But no, no Jonathan Taylor. I'm assuming no Taylor. They talked about testing his ankle pregame, which makes absolutely no. They said he no showed, Jonathan they
2: said, Taylor. are not playing Jonathan Taylor. No,
1: I. I they hope shouldn't that. play Jonathan Taylor, but they said he should. They said he could be good to go. Yeah,
0: they mm-hmm. said he could be good to go. That makes absolutely mm-hmm. no sense. Hopefully, you uh, have Naheem uh, Hines. No Javante Williams. Uh, any Mike Boone? Any Any Mike Boone? You know? Nope. Buzz. No, they already and,
1: said Melvin Gordon going to get the lion's share. All right. Well. And they just signed Latavius
0: Murray. Yeah, that that was a good signing for them, actually.
2: Yep, exactly. Um, I'm not touching that Broncos' backfield off waiver wires. I'm not going to waste one. I don't know who it is yet.
0: I'm going to announce AJ's. Um, AJ did take the Broncos. uh, So other than that, boys, good. I'll let you – we'll go around the circle here. Ryan, who you got? Uh,
2: Looking to go 5-0, baby. I think – I don't know if anybody's going to sway off. I'm going Broncos, too. Um, No Jonathan Taylor. If they play Jonathan Taylor – What's his share even going to be? Like, he can go out there in his first three carries and be like, okay, my ankle's pretty messed up, coach. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> um, and I new Jonathan Taylor, all the pressure's going to be on old Matt Ryan. Um, I just don't old think lot. that I, – I really think we could see the Colts falter here. Uh, so, that being said, yep, keep it rolling, baby.
1: Yeah, give me the Broncos as well. I – I kind of want to deviate just to try to catch Deli and hope that he's wrong and I'm right. And then the records can kind of even themselves out. But I don't want to make that gamble on the Colts with a Cook Matt Ryan. Uh, I believe his game's at Denver. So uh, Matt Ryan outside is not historically the best quarterback. Uh, He kind of prefers to play inside in a dome. Um, So yeah, no Jonathan Taylor. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, the Colts are getting boat raced. But
2: yeah, it's going to be rough.
1: Yeah, I'm I haven't been too impressed with Russ, so I feel a little weird being like, oh yeah, there's gonna boat race the Colts if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play. But sure. at the same time, Russ looked pretty good last week, and Cortland Sutton's starting to come on a little bit. Judy's started getting going last week. Hamler had a big catch, uh, so I think I think the Broncos can start to start to get
0: rolling. I'm going Broncos here. Broncos country, let's ride. Like I said, I don't, I don't trust Matt Ryan. I'm just <laughs> he's cooked, bro. I love Matt Ryan, but that man
1: has not looked like he is good at football anymore.
2: He has elder abuse out here at this point. Yeah, pretty much. And he's going to contract for next year. So it's The like... Colts is
1: literally
0: a retirement home, so. <laughs> so. True. True. I just need Michael Pittman to avoid Sertan and put up some numbers. Yeah, that man, Sertan, looks like the completely real deal. He is locking people down. He is the real deal, bro. No questions asked.
2: Cornerbacks in this league are making a big comeback. There's a lot in their eyes. That's very fair. There's a lot of really good – Cornerback future is in good hands.
1: Jair – what's the boy from the Saints? I can't ever remember his name.
2: Marshall.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy.
2: Sauce Gardner. AJ Terrell. Stingley's AJ looked pretty Turrell. impressive so far this year.
0: JC Jackson. A, bro, AJ Terrell.
2: Well, AJ Terrell. Oh, yeah, you said him. Yeah, he no, He look. said
1: AJ Terrell. AJ okay. Terrell's got cooked a couple times, like by Michael Thomas particularly, so <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but AJ Terrell's he's had a two bounce back weeks. He's looked really good the last two weeks, but had a rough start to the season. But, yes, the cornerback
0: play in this league has drastically improved over the last few seasons. Denzel yeah. Ward, too. Love Denzel Ward, even though he's a clean dude can play. Yeah. Uh, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters on the Ravens. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, motherfuckers. They suck. No fly zone. Yeah, no fly zone. Ain't got enough less than 300 passing yards in a single game. They blow. Fuck! Because they're winning most of those games, and they have to everybody to throw the ball to come back. They're two and two.
1: Okay, I didn't say they, they win suck. all the games. I said they're winning.
0: They suck. I hope they get beat on Sunday night. I hate them, bitches.
2: Oh, so anyway, we swept. We swept everybody's across the boards. All Colts. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> <you, laughs> all Broncos. We yeah, were
1: all against the Colts. <laughs> Sorry, he, the
0: Colts. yeah. You got me in my feelings, man. I hate the Ravens. God, I hate the Ravens watch
2: um, Ravens play this week though. Oh yeah. They play Cincinnati. Go to Burrow. I'm pouring for the Bengals. I hope my I hope fucking Megan's father's not watching this. I love you, but uh secretly
0: pulling for the pulling for the Bengals I our next the, game. <laughs> I play a big matchup this week in AJ's league. Uh I got Jared and he's three and one right now and he's showing himself to be a comeback player type of contender. I need to bring him back down to earth a little bit. I need T Higgins and Burrow to ball. All
2: right. Anyway, how about wrap yeah. it up, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, boys. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. You know, Tuesday nights are nights. Uh, it was good to talk football. Um, any other questions you want? You guys have. You know, we're always here. Twitter's here. Twitter links. Check it out. Thank you, VSN, for the platform. Yet again, we appreciate you guys, Deli, Frankie. You know, say your spiel to the people before we get out of here.
2: Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, again, with the two likes, hopefully the same two people from last time. We appreciate you. Uh, we love the consistency, but uh not glad to be back. Uh, AJ, we missed you. Uh, we might not be seeing a whole lot of AJ in the coming weeks. He's got a newborn he's got to take care of, so I would imagine that's kind of a nightmare for him. But uh, we'll be looking forward to your return.
1: Not a nightmare. He's not a dad. Forgive him. It's not a nightmare. It's just difficult to deal with.
0: <laughs> Daily goodbye, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't do that. <laughs> Goodbye. Hug your loved ones, everybody. Jesus. Yes.
2: Hug, Hug your loved them.
1: ones.